time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 493 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week I get to talk with Jordan Plosky from Zoop.gg. They're a crowdfunding site that I think you're going to be hearing a lot about in the days ahead. Jordan and I talk about how the site came together, about the first crowdfunding projects that they have on their site, as well as what they hope to accomplish in the near future. We also discuss what makes Zoop.gg stand out from the other crowdfunding sites. Again, it's zoop.gg, and I think you're going to enjoy what Jordan has to say about this brand new comic funding website. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's great to welcome to the podcast Jordan Plosky, the co-founder of a website called Zoop.gg, which is a new crowdfunding uh, crowdfunding platform that has recently gotten going. And uh, Jordan, I've already supported all three of the ones that are active out there, so I, you can tell I kind of like your platform. And we thank you for your support, Wayne. Very cool of you to do that. You know, the more support we get, the more of these campaigns we're able to do. So why don't you tell people what Zoop is about, just in case somebody doesn't know? The easiest way to, to kind of explain what we are is we're just like Kickstarter in so many ways, except behind the scenes, there's a lot of differentiators for the creators. So, you know, we are a crowdfunding platform. You could purchase items as, as a user or, uh, excuse me, you could pledge to purchase items, right? So if you come on Zoop and you see something that you like, uh, you're going to go to checkout, and we're not going to charge your credit card right away. We're going to we're going to wait until the end of the campaign, make sure that that's successful. Just like Kickstarter, we are an all or nothing platform, so we must hit our goal in order to you know kind of get everybody their products. Mm-hmm. That being said, if, if you're a user, you'll notice some differences on our platform. Uh, so, for example, like with Kickstarter, if you go on and you see a campaign you want to back, and it's got a, a, a ton of cool stuff, you can only back one tier right you can only claim one tier and then you have to wait for the add-on campaign which is like a month after the original campaign and deal with that and then if the thing that you want is still available you you know you can go claim it then but with us uh as a user as a backer supporter whatever you want to whatever you want to say when you come on zoop and, and come onto one of our campaign pages and you'll see everything that's available. You could say, okay, I'll take one of those. I'll take two of those, one of that, and put it into your cart and check out just like you would on Amazon Prime, for example. Hmm. So that that's definitely one big difference. But realistically, the, the, the big thing and the reason that we're getting some of the creators that we're getting to come on Zoop instead of Kickstarter is not only are we a platform, but we provide a suite of services to the creators as well. You may not mm-hmm. know, but you know, doing a crowdfunding campaign can take months of preparation it's a full-time job during the campaign and then of course you know let's say you're successful now you have to print your comic you have to get hundreds of packages maybe a thousand or so packages out uh to your backers so mm-hmm. zoop handles campaign management we handle marketing we handle 
printing and fulfillment. So I know that there's some crowdfunding campaigns out there that have never been fulfilled. They were successful and then <laughs> you never got your product, right? But because right. Zoop is going to be responsible, or I should say partially responsible in handling the fulfillment, we hope that you know whatever that percentage is of campaigns that are successful that go unfulfilled, we're hoping to drop that significantly, if not 100%. Hmm. That's interesting because like everybody, I have had Kickstarter campaigns that I have backed and I literally have never seen anything (laughs) from, I know one, there's one, one guy who got, who did it and he ran into personal financial trouble and he took that money to play his, pay his personal bills rather than fulfill the project. And so it never got done. And I, I, I kind of looked at him and said, really? You know, I, I wouldn't do that yeah. anymore, you know, if you, if you get to do that again. But it, it's kind of interesting. So I, I'm just kind of curious because there's some of the stuff that uh, I have helped with a Kickstarter or two in the past. And so I understand a little bit about it. I've had to make the little video that was going to go along with it and all that kind of stuff. And we set it all up and things. So I. I'm just kind of curious because, well, let me read the description that I see. It says, for publishers and creators, Zoop is an all-in-one crowdfunding solution that connects them directly to their fans and helps them validate the market for projects without having to risk resources up front. How do you do that? Well, that's what crowdfunding is, right? So a Mm -hmm. lot of times you have a project or an idea for a project, Mm -hmm. and maybe you haven't completely created the comic or graphic novel or whatever it is, but you have enough of an idea. Maybe, you know, you have a cover, maybe some interior pages, you have a script, a creative team, but you know, those people, it it takes time to put together a comic and Mm -hmm. not everybody's just buddies doing it for free. Maybe you need to pay a colorist or a letterer or an inker or something like that. And you need funds to get that comic completed. So Mm -hmm. doing crowdfunding gets you your funds up front before you have to complete it, right? It's a chicken and egg scenario, but Mm -hmm. crowdfunding is sort of that catch 22 where you're like, all right, I have a little bit of my comic. Let's go put it out there and see if people want this. And then if people want it, we actually raise the money to go and produce it and get it to those first backers. That's really what crowdfunding is. It's pre-ordering a product, right? I was just wondering how does that what validate the market means? Because I I was thinking maybe what you were doing was like surveying people or something to find out if there's enough support to actually do a project or not. Well, that is something, right? So I mean, you'll you'll see if by the number of backers, if there is support out there for your project, and that's what we mean by validating the market. Just making sure that there is, you know, like en- enough fans that want to see this project come to life. Okay. All right, so that, that's a good way to do it. So I'm I, I'm really interested now. I, I I as I said to you before we started to record, I've listened to a couple of interviews that you've done. I read some articles. I, just because I, I'm a nerd too, I'm I was interested when I found out where you got the name Zoop from. Oh, you want to tell you, that story? Sure. Did, did you hear it already? Or I did. I, okay. I've heard the story, but I don't mind you telling other people because I, as a, a comic book fan, I love where you got this from. So why don't yeah, you tell oh, that story? It's a, it's a real deep dive. So if, if you're listening to this, you are probably also a geek. You're probably also a comic fan. You're familiar with The Flash and the fact that there's a Flash TV show. I was listening to uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man Beyond. Uh, 
formerly known as Fat Man on Batman. And he had directed a couple of episodes of The Flash. And he was telling this story on his podcast about how he was looking at the script. And he kept seeing this word, zoop, zoop. Barry zoops in, Barry zoops out. And he had to ask somebody, what does this mean? And they explained, well, whenever you see The Flash kind of come into a shot on camera, you know, using the special effects to make him look like he's running super fast, we just call that a zoop. And I just, I loved that word. It, it, to me, it was so versatile and meant so many things and can mean nothing. Like, but it was such a deep dive into like geek fandom that I was like, I'm holding on to that. I think that that's going to be something cool sometime. And sure enough, it, it stuck with me, you know, a couple of years later. And, and then we used it as the name of, of what is now known as Zoop. Which is cool. Uh, how did you get the dot .gg? That, that I know the dot .coms and all the other and dot uh, .orgs and all those things. Is that a new? Um, I don't know what the term is for that, but a new kind of a website thing. How, where'd you get that from? It, it's kind of a thing for gamers. Uh, GG stands for good game. So you know, even though we're starting in comics, we do have plans to expand beyond it into other fandoms and, and geek spaces such as gaming. So we kind of felt that that was something that will speak to a large, you know, large market of people that will understand that and kind of be in on it. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not a gamer, so I didn't know. That. <laughs> and so I learned something out of that. So that, that's really good. That, I'm just kind of curious because. You know, I like to know where things came from and how they uh, how they happen. So it sounds like you've got a staff that that provides the support. I mean, I, I heard that you have like a, a, a social media person that kind of helps them. Uh, they buy ads and things like that. How do you do that? What kind of staff do you have to support people? Yeah, so we we do have a small team of people. Um, there's myself. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders and CEO. Uh, my other co-founder, his name is Eric Moss. Uh, let's talk about Eric a little bit. So the two of us met uh, years ago. I, I had another startup called Comic Blitz, and that was uh, subscription-based digital comics. So think like Comicsology Unlimited. We were a competitor strictly to that. Hmm. And I was licensing content from publishers and, and distributing it on the app. Hmm. Eric was at IDW at the time. And he was my point of contact there. So I was licensing content from him. And uh, I wound up selling Comic Blitz a few years ago. Eric is no longer at IDW. And when the pandemic hit, we kind of hopped on a few phone calls just to kind of see like what's going on in the industry and what people are talking about and thinking about. And Eric had uh, some experience doing crowdfunding, uh, being a, a consultant on Kickstarters for IDW and for some other just individuals as well. So he was like, well, I'm thinking about maybe just, you know, starting my own consulting thing for Kickstarters. And with my background, like I said, I already had, I had already done one startup. And I was like, you know what? Forget about that. Like, let's just take the whole thing instead of sort of bolting on to Kickstarter because Kickstarter has its own issues and problems as well. And so we just kind of went about like figuring out all the problems in you know, creator-owned books and, and the comics industry. Like, you know, this came at a time when stores closed, Diamond closed, DC left Diamond, DC cut their publishing line by 25%, which means that there's, you know, 25% less creators who are working at DC and looking for other ways to put out their content, whether it's another publisher or crowdfunding. 
crowdfunding happens to be booming right now because people are home and direct to consumer is a new model almost in a way that like is just pandemic proof, recession proof. People, you know, are in front of their computers all day and really like the convenience of clicking and getting what they want. So the two of Mm -hmm. us came up with everything and with his experience and he actually most notably, he was the campaign manager for the Berserker campaign. That was Boom Studios' book with Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent and Ron Garney. So mm-hmm. that's the, the number one Kickstarter of all time in the comics category, and he was the project manager for it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, not, nice feather in his cap. Definitely gives us a little mm-hmm. bit of credibility to know what we're talking about. And then also on the team, right, Berserker. B-R-Z-R-K-R. Yeah. So the word Berserker with no vowels. And that was the number one Kickstarter, comics Kickstarter of all time that he was the project manager of. And he's done some other Kickstarters uh, for Cryptozoic Entertainment, uh, you know, board games and tabletop games and things like that. And then also on our team doing the the social media and email marketing and uh, paid advertising and SEO and Google AdWords and really, you know, picking up a heavy lift is, uh, I guess we're kind of calling him our digital strategist. Uh, His name is Brett Shanker, uh, and he runs a website called graphicpolicy.com you might be familiar with. Okay. And we have a CTO. I'm not familiar with him. Oh, okay. But yeah, you check out graphicpolicy.com too. <laughs> and we have a CTO that uh, built this website and, and is, you know, working on it every single day to make it better and better and better incrementally. And, you know, we're growing this thing. We have some other people who are working with us, but that's kind of the core team on this. And we have clients lined up. We have a lot of interest from other people kind of waiting to see how this is going to pan out before they kind of jump on board. Mm-hmm. But we keep talking to high, you know, notable high-level creators as well as publishers so there's a lot going on behind the scenes that i can't really talk about but it's exciting stuff exciting times right now mm-hmm. now, now the first one you did is a book that i'm actually familiar with because i have gone to a lot of conventions <laughs> and and i have uh picked up you know indie comics and stuff like that and slow city blues i know i bought somewhere but do you think i can remember exactly where i i can't but i i once i saw that and i read the description of it i remembered coming across that and so i immediately jumped on board with that i said i've got to be sure to get that one there do you want to tell people what that's about yeah so slow city blues and and what you may be remembering is it was actually it was announced and i want to say 2019 the book was originally supposed to come out from image comics um, but then the pandemic hit, they, they kind of cut their slate. Um, the rights reverted back to the owners and they were looking for a new home and the timing worked out for them to be, you know, the first campaign that we ran with. So you have a brand new writer. His name is Samuel Hain, uh, kind of sat under the learning tree of one Jim shooter. I'm sure you know that name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you have, uh, art penciler, Sean Mole. Inker is John Livesey, who's, you know, a 30 year veteran in the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. David Barron on colors and a, a murderer's row of uh, variant cover artists. David Finch, Paul Pope, Doug Monkey. If and I never pronounce that name right, I apologize again. Uh, <laughs> Brent Booth, Francesco Matina, Yasmin Putri, uh, Philip Tan, Carrie Nord. I'm sure I'm leaving out you know a, a few of them, but an insane amount of just in, oh Derek Chu is another one of these amazing variant covers. So. When you get one of the box sets, you get five of those cover- covers. Um, if you want all 10 covers, pick up both box sets. There's a hard cover that's available. There's original art pages for sale on the page. 
you know, some really good looking art that you could buy right now, uh, penciled and inked full pages that we have a double page spread. I think that there's a splash page that's available as well. So if you're into original art, this is definitely something to check out. Um, but the book, the book itself is reminiscent of who framed Roger rabbit meets cool world. It's anthropomorphic creatures and aliens and inside the mind of uh, a cop and, I don't want to say too much to spoil it, but it's, 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 it's a wild ride. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of really deep, thoughtful kind of stuff in this book. And Hey, we're incredibly psyched to have launched with it. It has, it met its goal within one week. I think we're like over 30% over the goal. So we're incredibly excited and happy uh, that that project went so well so far. There's a few days left and for the last 72 hours, I believe, like you said, this podcast is going to drop on Sunday. During mm-hmm. that time, during the last 72 hours, there's going to be some huge deals. So some really big bundles and just like really good prices on that original art and sketches and, and commissions and signatures and everything like that. So make sure to check that out. That's zoop.gg slash C for campaign slash slow city blues. So go check that out. Let me read a little bit of the description because I, I just know I read this somewhere. It says, uh, Detective John Loris, who gets trapped inside his imagination after a horrible accident, causes him to try and take his own life. John instead ends up in Slow City, a construct in his mind's eye, a place where anything is possible except a way out. There he must battle his deeply rooted inner demons and examine who he truly was before ending up in this self-made purgatory which fascinates me, you know, I'm, you know, what, 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 anything is possible here. So I'm really kind of intrigued to see how that's going to work. You sold it way better than I did. I was going off the top of my head, but thank you for reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always interested in, in stories like that. And cause I'm a sci-fi guy. I, I want to, anything that's sort of out of the normal thing I'm interested in. I'm a big believer in variety too, which is one of the reasons I'm interested in, in your stuff. I love okay. long, long John's people. I love superheroes. Batman's my guy. But the thing of it is, is I don't only want to read Batman. I want to read other things. And that's what attracted me to some of the, of the books that you've got. They're very different. And I, I need different in my reading diet. So that, that was one of the things I'm really happy. Now, I do want to mention as we're recording this, and by the time this post, it'll hopefully be different. It's you guys have uh, the campaign, as you said, is $25,000, but you're already at 30913 with over 200 supporters. Yes. So that's a wonderful place to be. I think that's, uh, you know, that's a great way to start your, your whole enterprise with that. That's wonderful how that happens. Very excited about that, as well as uh, our second campaign, uh, a book called Scarlet Couture uh, by a UK artist named Des Taylor. goes by Des Pop online because he does pop art, pinup art. I mean, some beautiful, really clean, uh, almost animated style artwork, beautiful women, um, muscular dudes. It's it's sort of like a, a female James Bond uh, character. And... The cool thing about his campaign is, you know, thank you for pointing out, you know, on a $25,000 campaign, we're at, we're at 30000 And for Dez's campaign, his goal was 10000 And we're at over 15000 for his right now. And what he's been doing, if you're able to check out the page, he has some beautiful mm. sketches 
Um, and these kept getting snapped up and snapped up and snapped up. So every time they get snapped up, we keep putting up some more. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's got a great double character sketch right now up of Wanda and Vision. Another one of uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane. He's got a Nick Fury, a big Barda. And who knows if by the time this this podcast drops, if they'll still be there. But some gorgeous artwork. If you're into that style, um, please check that one out as well. Um, and then most recently, you, uh, Wayne, you mentioned that you like sci-fi. Uh, our, our last campaign that just dropped is called Resolution. Right. Resolution is by Ron Mars, Andy Lanning, and Rick Leonardi. And for those that may not know, Ron Mars has is probably best known for a long stint on Green Lantern uh, and Silver Surfer. Andy Lanning uh, from the Abnett and Lanning team was uh, a big writer on the Annihilation uh, crossover books that featured, you know, Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy and Silver Surfer, you know, huge crossover book that's still popular today. And he's one of the writers that was responsible for the new lineup of Guardians of the Galaxy that is basically the film version of Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And Rick Leonardi, the co-creator of Spider-Man 2099, some iconic X-Men covers and other Marvel covers as well. Um, So that's the team behind this book, Resolution. That just dropped. And Wayne, the one thing I'm really, really excited about is in this book because they're still going through the creation of this book. So there's going to be updates about like, Hey, check out this new page or, Hey, look at, you know, Rick penciling or Andy inking. And, you know, you're going to get a real inside look uh, to the creation of this book. And because it's not completely finished, there's opportunities to be drawn into the book as a character. So if you've ever wanted to see yourself in a comic book, here is your opportunity to get drawn by Rick Leonardi into a comic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and one other thing, I know I'm hawking a lot of stuff here, but the cool thing is the original cover artwork is also up for sale on this campaign. Pencils by Rick Leonardi, inks by Andy Lanning. It's a gorgeous piece. If you check it out, come to zoop.gg. It's on the homepage. It's the featured campaign. And talk about sci-fi. If you're a fan of, of Green Lantern, Silver Surfer, Nova, Guardians of the Galaxy, this is one of those cosmic books that is definitely for you. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. So I'm looking. I've, I signed up for that one too. I, there's not much description for that on the website. Uh, it says it's a, a, an epic new tale by the masters of cosmic storytelling, presented an oversized hardcover graphic novel. But what it's actually about, I'm not sure. There's a woman that's yes. kind of there. So I, I, I guess as we go along, we'll probably learn more about the what the story's about. Well, if you do scroll down, you can see um, we do have some story. Uh, snippets in here. So if you go on the left-hand side of the page and it says rewards and details, if you mm-hmm. open up details and then click on story, you're going to get that story, my friend. Oh, good. Good. Cause I'm a story guy. I, I, as much as I love art, I don't buy art books. I don't buy uh, posters cause I got no room for them and stuff like that, but I do want to, the story. So I will definitely look that up. That sounds like a lot of fun to, to explore that. I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, so check that out. So this is basically because you have Ron Mar, uh, excuse me, Ron Mars and Andy Lanning. There's very much uh, a little bit of a, like a, a Nova Core or a Green Green Lantern Core type feel to this story. Um, instead of calling it the Nova Core or the Green Lantern Core, they're they're known as the Resolute, mm. um, which is a cool name. And yeah, uh, your main character. I, and I might not be able to pronounce this properly because the first letter of the of the name is an X. So I think it's Zan, Zan okay. Maddox. Okay. Um, 
a legendary mm-hmm. member of the outer space core of heroes known as the Resolute. Now retired, Zan has withdrawn to a remote world in solitude. Having quit the Resolute to live at her retirement on a re- remote world, she tends to floating gravity seas. So I don't know if you can see on the cover, kind of looks like. I don't know if you're looking at the page right now or not, yeah. but they, ha- they have some really interesting visuals. Um, she harvests yeah. fresh fish to scratch out a living, and it's the simple solitary life she wants, but former comrades arrive and attempt to recruit her to once again don the exosuit so they could bring justice to an alien warlord who is Zahn's former arch nemesis. So mm. there you go. Kind of a, you know, coming out of retirement in a space cop kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. Like, like I said, I've all the ones that are up there. I've backed. Uh, I, I, again, I tend to be a story guy. So I usually just order the books I don't. There's lots of other things, like you said about you can get. Uh, there's a drawing of of it looks like Thanos on there. There's Harley. Uh, yeah, those, and those are just some, those are just some examples of the sketches that that you would get. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is cool. There, there's all kinds of wonderful stuff for that. So this is going to be great stuff. Now, when I look across on the page, I see there's other ones that are coming. Do you want to yes. talk a little bit about those? Yeah, so when this when this podcast goes out, uh, the next campaign to drop is by also legendary artist uh, Bart Sears. So his campaign is for a sketchbook called Heads Will Roll. And I believe this is going to be a 144-page sketchbook, a different sketch of a different head on every page. And again, with Bart, he's going to be doing live sketches, you know, filming it and, and put, posting it on social media and on the updates. And people are going to be able to claim you know, whichever sketch, whichever head sketch they want as, as one of the perks, one of the rewards of the campaign. So you can get original art by Bart Sears, uh, most notable for, you know, Justice League. I want to say, who I might, I might, I'm going to see if I choose the correct one here. You know, it's either Justice League International or Justice League Europe. And, and I feel bad for not, for not it's knowing Europe. exactly which one. <laughs> Thank it's you. Europe. Yeah, I, I've read all those. I, I, I like his artwork tremendously. It's very, stylized really same I, look i i was i was a huge valiant fan so he he did a you know a large run on turok dinosaur hunter and exo manowar <laughs> um that that's how i know bart sears you know from those 90s books um back then but he's been active ever since and and he's done a few um successful kickstarters on his own so we're really excited that he chose to work with us um which brings up a good point i mean we are attracting, like Ron Mars has done Kickstarters before as well. We're attracting people to the platform, uh, these creators to the platform, because they know how much of a heavy lift doing a crowdfunding campaign is. And they're willing to, you know, to give up a little bit more, you know, um, of their take in order to have somebody deal with all that for them. So it's, it's understood, you know, we're saving them so much time and, and the value that we bring that, that, you know, it makes a whole lot of sense for people who have never done a crowdfunding campaign before, because it seems like so much work, which it really is. And also the people who have been through it before, because they already know how much work it is and they just don't want to do that. So, you know, mm-hmm. we have all types of creators. And then the other campaign that's on, on the site is, is uh, a newer writer. I would say uh, his name is Tom Pinchuk and he can't, he comes from the world of animation. He was a writer on the Ben 10 uh, animated show if you're familiar with that oh yeah and he's done some other comics as well but ben 10 is probably like his biggest claim to fame and uh this, <laughs> you remember earlier we were saying 
how do you pronounce certain people's names? Well, I got mm-hmm. one for you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, his artist is named, and I apologize if I mispronounce this, uh, Nikos Koutsis, Koutsis Koutsis, K-O-U-T-S-I-S. So um, who I believe was an artist for IDW doing some Ninja Turtle stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have a book called Remember Andy Zenon, Zenon, X-E-N-O-N. And I should know how to pronounce it. But again, all these, <laughs> all these names, Wayne. Yeah, we ought to have uh, pronunciation guides. Uh, so I, I'm exactly. going to read the, the description a little bit of that one because I find that real interesting. He was a boy adventurer until he lost his powers and had to grow up real fast. Now, Andy wants an answer. What went wrong? That's kind of it, interesting. It is interesting. Think about being like a teen star, but in, in his case, he was, or like a child star. He was a child superhero, had everything thrown at his feet, and then he lost it all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's like Al Bundy, always reliving the glory days of high school football, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting because uh, it, it really looks it looks different. It, it says one shot on the cover that I see. Yep. So, it's, I think it's going to be an oversized single issue. Uh, lots of back matter kind of building out the universe for you as well. Um, and for those variant cover enthusiasts and artists, uh, there are variant covers coming by uh, Freddie Williams as well as Brent Schoonover. Hmm. So when's that going to hit? Is that, is that this month, July or when's it going to be? That's also July. So heads will roll is going to drop first, followed by that. And we can't announce the next one just yet, but we do have another one for July. And then we're going to get into August with some more campaigns. Yep. Are you going to have like three a month? Is that the idea? We're still feeling that part out. It is a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we kind of have to be careful and not overextend ourselves and make sure that, you know, uh, each one of these creators is getting the service that they they need in order to cross the finish line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good because it's interesting name, interesting concept. Um, You know, it's funny. I don't know why in comics everything is like a political party. Um, you know, if, yeah. if, you, if you love Marvel, you hate DC. If 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 you love DC, you hate Marvel. All that stuff. There are some folks in crowdfunding yep. who like certain crowdfunding platforms. And <laughs> I, I came across a video of somebody that was not all that enamored with your your place. And I was I kept listening to it, going like, "Well, what's the problem?" And he just didn't. He didn't seem to. Ha- he had a bad. I guess in, uh, experience with somebody there. And I was kind of like, okay, well it happens in the industry. But the thing to <laughs> me is, is I don't, as long as there's an, uh, plenty of crowdfunding going on, which I always like to say a crowdfunding is a podcaster's best friend. Cause everybody's looking for a place to be able to, to, to promote their, their product and stuff. True. Uh, and so, and it's also free for them. So that's something that they really love is our podcasters. But to me, as far as crowdfunding goes too, I, I, I like to say on this podcast, I just regret that crowdfunding has only been around as long as it has, because there are a lot of people that probably had wonderful stories, but because there was no crowdfunding and you only had to go through Marvel or DC, they never happened. And so all those wonderful stories we missed. So I am not of a mind that why in the world should we be limited to one or two platforms? I think that as many as the industry can support, I'm all for. I, that's one of the reasons I jumped on board for the three that, that are up there because I think I, I want to see more. I don't want to see fewer crowdfunding I, like, things. 
and I agree. I mean, the industry isn't a, it's hasn't changed in decades. Let's be honest, right? And right with with crowdfunding, with the pandemic, with a, <laughs> Penguin coming in and Marvel going to Penguin and DC going to Lunar. Like these have been some monumental changes in the industry, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're done yet. One of the positives of these changes is that yes, crowdfunding is one of those bright spots where there's been. Um, an increase in market size, that there are more campaigns, that there's more money in crowdfunding. And that means more opportunity and less gatekeeping. And I, I don't mean to use the word gatekeeping. I know that that's, a, um, you know, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm incorrectly using it. But what I mean is, you know, it, before crowdfunding, if you had a story to your point earlier, you know, you had to take it to a publisher and the publisher had to decide if they wanted to do it. And they also had to keep in mind, well, is this something that retailers want? Is this something that Diamond will put out there? And those were factors that, you know, worked into if a book was going to get accepted by a publisher and ultimately published. Mm-hmm. With crowdfunding, you're, you're, you know, you don't have to go through any of those steps. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to call it gatekeeping, but like, yeah, you know, there's just lower barriers to entry with crowdfunding. You could tell your story. There's no creative oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you see more exciting more pushing of the boundaries in crowdfunded books because there's nobody saying, well, please remove this panel or, or that comment so that we could sell it on our shelves in the store that children come into, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. See, what's interesting to me though, is that, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I like about what you're doing is starting out with comics is because like, if you go to other crowdfunding sites, you you get the best salt shakers ever made. kind of. (laughs) is there and i'm always going like well i don't really want that but i am constantly getting emails trying to sell me stuff that i'm not necessarily interested in and i know you said eventually you guys will branch out it won't only be comics but um (laughs) you know i i I hope that you guys don't get into salt shakers and all those other kinds of things (laughs) it's funny that you should say that i use a very similar example you know i'm always like oh you know the latest like pan or pizza cutter or whatever like what we we Naturally, to stay in business and grow, we are going to have to grow, you know, the kinds of things that we have on the platform. But our focus is the fandom space, the pop culture space, the geek space. And so that's going to be, you know, we have comics and anything that's related to comics, um, you know, so coffee table books, art books, illustration books, um, things like that. But then also we are going to get into games. That's card games, tabletop games, board games. Hey, eventually even video games, right? You see Kickstarters from mobile games and video games and things like that. I'm happy to do that. You know, mm-hmm. but then also toys and statues and the high-end collectibles. Those are the mm-hmm. kinds of things that we're interested in as people, as fans, you know, and that those are the things that we're going to work with. But yeah, to your point, like we don't need a kitchen appliance unless it, you know, has some sort of branding on it that makes it like a geek kitchen appliance or like a fandom or pop culture type, you know, kitchen appliance. It, it, it has right. to, we have our niche. I'm to your point. Yeah. We don't need a cooler. We don't need a watch. Like we want the, the collectibles and this and the nostalgia and the fun stuff that we are passionate about. And that's our mm-hmm. focus. Well, that makes sense because like I said, I, I, I look at stuff, and every once in a while, something will pop up. I mean, there was a thing that that allowed you to add a screen to your your uh, notebook computer or something. And I, I said, "Oh, I want that," 
But the most of the stuff, I, I literally get these emails and I just glance at it and go, ah, heck with it. But, you know, I, I mean, I am all for crowdfunding. I, I had a friend of mine who once said, like a couple decades ago, he said, well, one day we're just going to pay Joss Whedon directly and he's going to make the show. And I said, <laughs> oh, you, you're crazy. And now, of course. <laughs> well, now you the, can't work with Joss Whedon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, Zack Snyder's whole thing came along, and that was one of these things where the fans just kind of rose up and said, "Hold on, we we want this." And it's see, that's where I think you guys are kind of ahead of the curve as far as that goes. You know, interestingly enough, we have had some cool conversations about how to like other ways to utilize a crowdfunding platform, and you kind of just touched on on something that we had uh, thought about. You know, there's crowdfunding and then there's crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. And they're slightly different. You know, crowdfunding is people get behind an, an already existing idea and say, yes, we like this idea and here's our money. Go make it happen. Mm-hmm. Crowds, crowdsourcing is, hey, guys, we have a few different ideas and we're open to more. What do you think? Hmm. You know, and then you kind of run with the, the idea that gets the most votes. You know, your community speaks and says, yes, this is what we like. This is what we want to see. And then you go and make that. That's crowdsourcing. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of overlap and similarities. So there's no ruling out, you know, making crowdfunding more interactive or just ha- having different functionality and different features to kind of expand upon it. Hmm. That's kind of interesting because, you know, uh, crowdsourcing sounds kind of course you got to be careful I, I remember hearing one time i was talking to a, a, a book print a printer the one that did the star trek books and he did a survey one time and they wanted to know what the next novel should be should it should it be klingons or should it be you know another starship it came back 50 50 oh no <laughs> and they literally sat there and said what do we do now <laughs> you know you make both well, well, they couldn't. They had they could only do one, and so <laughs> they ended up doing another starship and left the Klingons. Of course, all the Klingon fans were furious because <laughs> they wanted that. And I, I just, you know, it's so interesting to me to, to as fans. Part of the problem we have as fans, though, is how do we know what we want until it until it comes? You know, so I I think that you guys are smart to go and and start with people who have a, a given track record that, that those of us who are fans can say, I can buy into that because, you know, we're on Mars. I know that name and stuff, but it, it's, it's kind of funny because there are books that, that, that show up out of nowhere and I go, Holy smoke. I didn't order that, but I want it. Oh you know? yeah. Like, and you never know what to expect on, on a crowdfunding site, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that's part of the, that is part of the fun is discovering somebody new mm-hmm. or, something new that you didn't know about before and being able to support that project coming to life. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us about the future as far as things that uh, you, you've been mentioning a couple of things that you're considering and stuff as far as like Zoop goes for the future. Of course, I always want to say Zoop.gg so people don't miss out. <laughs> but because uh, there are other <laughs> Zoops out there, unfortunately, there and are, nothing yeah. like this. Nothing no, like there's this. like a, there's like a, a, a tax company out of Brazil or something or <laughs> something something funny like that is always in the top searches for for Zoop. But yeah, Zoop.gg, um, and we have the ad, so we should always be like the first one that you see with if you just Google Zoop anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the future, we you know more campaigns without tipping our hat too much, figuring out a way 
to basically let anybody who wants to run a campaign run a campaign, very much like your Kickstarters and Indiegogos. Mm-hmm. Um, switching, not, not switching, I should say more expanding categories. So like we mm-hmm. said, you know, your games and collectibles and statues and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> and then more. More. I, I think that there's a, there's a lot of holes to be filled in the model. I think when it started, it was a great thing and there hasn't really been any innovation um, since, you know, 2010 when, when Kickstarter and Indiegogo came out. And we have a whole lot of ideas to make crowdfunding even better. Hmm. Well, see, as the, uh, what's interesting is, you know, the pandemic changed our lives in a lot of ways. And like, I, I was busier than I've ever been because everybody suddenly wanted me to do things on my computer at home. I was doing proofreading. I was doing, you know, laying out of publications and stuff. And I do that on my computer and everybody said, do it at home. And I went, Okay, so I everybody else was complaining they had nothing to do, and I was working twenty four hours a day. <laughs> so you know, so for, for me, it's, it's I think you are on the on the the head of all this. You're you're moving forward, and I think that it's great that you're you're making this uh, possible because I just think that there's so many things I, I keep discovering companies that I didn't know existed, and I. I and they keep making great books and I'm going like, I wish I'd known about you before. And I think that Zoop is one of those ones because you guys have a fan focus. I think that's going to be something I'm going to want to really pay attention to. And already, like I said, the first three, I was like, I got to get these. <laughs> so I, I want to see more. Yeah. Well, there's definitely going to be more. And I think that you're going to be surprised by some of the names that are coming through. And, and yeah, we're really excited about the rest of this year. You know, we kind of have like a slate that's lining up and, and some really exciting projects uh, that I can't, I can't discuss just yet. But when they come out, it, it's going to be some some really cool stuff, man. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Now, as I understand, you guys can be followed on social media. How do we do that? Yeah, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, we are at we are Zoop. Just like we are Groot or we are Venom or we are Robin, wherever you take your we are from, um, we are Zoop on on every platform. So follow us there, please. Uh, Say hello. Um, Go to Zoop.gg. See the campaigns that are there. Support uh, these creators, please. They they need your support and very much welcome it. So thank you so much. Um, But yeah, we are Zoop everywhere. If you want to, you could drop us a line. Hello at wearezoop.com. And um. Yeah, we appreciate the support. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, from flesh and blood, I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. And that's it for this week. Be back next episode when I'll have another terrific conversation with another wonderful comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics.